Welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World Podcast. The topic of this episode is seven traits of highly successful house flippers. Perhaps you've watched the TV shows. Maybe you've gone to a few seminars. Maybe you've even tried to flip your first house. And you probably discovered that it was a whole lot harder than it looked. There's a whole lot more to this business than meets the eye. And then making money on top of all that is a whole lot more challenging than you would have ever expected. The reality is the vast majority of people who do their first house flip barely make a buck. A lot of them lose money. And in fact, a lot of people that are trying to house flip on either a part-time or full-time basis are struggling right now. But then there's this tiny select few, this small minority of investors out there that are making an absolute fortune right now, making hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars each year flipping houses. My group and I are definitely in that category. The apprentices I teach as well as myself. So what are we doing differently? Why are we so successful in the same exact marketplace as someone who's struggling? Literally in your own backyard, underneath your nose, we probably have an apprentice that's making a killing right now. So what are we doing that's so special and different? I'm going to share with you seven traits that anyone individually, if you apply it, will make you more successful. But all seven together can turn you into a high-performance, first-class, money-making real estate machine. By the way, I'm Phil Pustiovsky with FreedomMentor.com. I'm a full-time investor, but also mentor and coach to many of the most successful real estate investors all across North America. I'm the best-selling author of two books. My first book, How to Be a Real Estate Investor. This is for mostly beginners, and I give this book away for free. Now, my second book, Real Estate Investing Gone Bad, this is more for advanced and intermediate because it shares with you some uh, very important lessons on what not to do, which can be incredibly important to your success. I share with you wisdom, signal, truth that you'll hear absolutely nowhere else. And it comes from the real world. We're not regurgitating this from books or other things we've seen. This is coming from doing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of deals a year in today's marketplace. So, these seven traits of these very successful investors, what is making them so special? Well, I'm excited to share those with you. Trait number one, off-market masters. Highly successful real estate investors find their deals off-market. By contrast, the vast majority of lousy and unsuccessful house flippers find their deals on-market. What's the difference? An on-market deal is one that's listed on the MLS, one that's about to go to auction. What we mean by on is that other people know about it. It's on the market. You can discover that it's for sale. Sometimes they're a little more hidden than others if, let's say, it's on auction.com versus just uh, on the MLS. And then there's sometimes absolute auctions. But either way, if we're talking about a foreclosure, we're talking about a deal that other people will know about. That's on market. And those are primarily not as productive of deals as the ones that are off market. I got news for you. The most successful house flippers out there aren't staring standing at the, uh, the foreclosure auction every single week. That's not where they're at. They're doing things to improve upon finding deals that are off the market that nobody else knows about. 
the ones that literally are next door to you and you never even knew it was there. Now, I do not share with you on these videos how we find these deals. And I have a, a video on why I don't tell you that. It's called Giving Away Business Secrets. And it's not what you think. It's not just because I'm being greedy and I don't want to tell you. There's a lot to it. In fact, I want to make sure to preserve this industry. And so if I did open my big fat mouth, it would cause a lot of problems. And plus, we spend literally millions each year collectively in marketing and, and all the testing we do to always stay on the cutting, cutting, cutting edge of this subject. But when you master the art of finding deals that are not already on the market, you're moving yourself into a position where you're becoming more like a highly successful real estate investor. Trait number two, being creative terms mavens. So you may assume that the best, most successful house flippers in your area are such that because they have the most money and they can pay cash the fastest to sellers. Most of the time, the most successful house flippers, even if they give off the air that they are somehow the most well-funded, it's not cash, it's creativity in the terms that they structure with the sellers. Because when your terms are creative, that allows you to make more money, to reduce your risks, ah, but even more, it allows you to give the seller more of what they want. So what ends up happening is, you can beat your competition at both sides. You win from the perspective that you give the seller more of what they want, so you get the deal, but then you make more money in the end as well. And so being a creative terms, a, an engineer, if you will, allows you to do more deals, make more money. This is what the big guys are doing. And I've got a great video. It's part of a two-part series on how to turn a little into a lot. But part two talks about how we use creative structuring of deals to do more deals. And there's some great ideas in that video on some of our go-to techniques. So trait number two is being a creative terms maven. Trait number three is being due diligence experts, meaning they are so good at being able to predict with a really high level of accuracy what the house is going to sell for once it's fixed up. No gambles. No uh, just throwing a number out and hoping it works out. Uh-uh. It's very scientific. Being able to scrutinize the comparable sales, the close, the active, even looking at the withdrawn and expired, and really being able to drill down on what's actually going to happen. So it's like being an appraiser only better. But that's just the beginning of due diligence. It's not just comps. It's also knowing what surprises you may want run into, especially if you're buying a rehab. So they're like an inspector on steroids because they can see things that even an inspector doesn't see on the back end because they're so used to being able to understand what a new buyer is going to complain about, what they're not going to complain about. But there's so much more, too, than just that. It's about title. It's about knowing if municipal utility bills might get stuck on the property later after closing. And on and on and on it goes. Being a due diligence expert can mean the difference between you barely getting by and you making an absolute fortune in this business. So often what ends up happening is people don't do as good of due diligence and they end up regretting it later and they're learning very expensive lessons two, three, four months down the road when they're trying to resell the property and they're discovering that they have to get a new septic tank because they didn't realize that it, it had a new law that had been passed in their area that said that all, all septics had to pass Title V. 
So due diligence expertise is critical, a critical trait to you being highly successful as a house flipper. Trait number four, renovation maestros. I use the word maestro because that depicts someone who is a conductor. They're in control. Other people are playing the instruments. Other people are doing the work. The maestro is in charge of managing it all and doing a great job of that. And that's what you need to do if you're going to be highly successful house flipping. You don't need to be picking up a hammer. There is a tremendous amount of talent out there. People that can do those trades, they can do the work. You as a real estate investor, if you want to be successful, you need to be a maestro. You don't need to be a renovation mouse running around doing all the work yourself. And that is a key distinction. In fact, I could spend literally an hour talking about the value of being a business owner, not being someone that's doing all the work self-employed in the business. You need to be in charge of finding great people and leading them, as well as making sure that you get your uh, best discounts on materials as well. I've got some great videos on that subject. I have a video on how to find great contractors as well as a video on how to not get screwed by them. And then I've got videos on, on uh, materials for, for fix and flips. There's just a ton of materials on my uh, YouTube channel that's going to help you be more successful. This is basically, in a way, summarizing so much of that. So become a maestro. Get people to do the work, even if it's uncomfortable, even if you're used to doing the work yourself. Because as the founder of Kinko's, which is now FedEx office, Paul Orfalo once said, someone else can always do it better. You need to find other people that can lay concrete better than you can. You need to find people that can install vinyl plank flooring much better than you can. You need somebody who can paint a lot better than you. You need to be the maestro, not the mouse. Trait number five, buyer investigators. So I have a video called The Biggest House Flipping Mistake that describes just how dangerous it can be to agree to sell your house to a new buyer that you have and not fully evaluate that buyer's credentials, their ability to close. You can get stuck for months. It can be crushing to the business. Highly successful real estate investors are fantastic at investigating whether or not a buyer can actually perform. So if it's a cash buyer, being able to verify that they have the cash. But most of the time, if we're flipping to retail buyers, they're getting a loan. And in order for a deal to close, that loan has got to get funded. And that's where so much trouble can occur when a loan doesn't get funded, when it, there isn't a clear to close. And so as a real estate investor, you're not only, as we've talked about, really good at being a, an appraiser and an inspector, but you're also, in a way, a mortgage broker who's being able to verify if that client is going to be able to close and get that loan. If you don't do this, it is going to hurt you mightily over time. You have to investigate buyers the same as you investigate houses, because otherwise you could get tied up, you could get your, uh, your hands chained together and unable to execute and do deals. And when deals aren't closing, it can literally clog up the whole system. So to be highly successful, as a real estate investor, you've got to be a buyer investigator. Trait number six, highly successful real estate investors are fast. They have an incredible speed of implementation. Now I know what you're thinking. 
Oh, uh, that makes sense, Phil. Sure, they want to find the deal quickly, and then they want to fix it up fast, and they want to sell it fast. So they can do more deals in a year and make more money. Got it, Phil. Makes sense. Well, although that's true, that's not the main reason why speed is so critical to success. Watch this. The most important reason why you need to be fast and furious from finding the deals, getting them to the point where your creative terms are... Uh, are agreed to, your due diligence is done, your closing, your renovation is done quickly, you have investigated and locked in your buyer and you sold quickly. The main reason why that has to be done so fast is because when you collapse time frames, you reduce the opportunity for unforeseen problems to occur that completely derail the business. Things you could have never predicted. I'm going to give you a great example. It's a deal that I recently funded. And what happened was this individual took way too long to renovate, first of all. He wanted to do some of the work himself to save money. I was so mad about that. Okay. Secondly, after it took too long to renovate, he puts it on the market, and the first buyer that showed up, he did investigate. He was like a, like a, I call it a dog in the heat. <laughs> he was so excited, he was panting for this buyer. This buyer tied him up for about a month before they couldn't get a loan. And then guess what happened after that month? Hurricane Harvey hit. He couldn't have predicted that. Now, thankfully, his house did not flood. The one I funded is, did not get underwater. But it basically shut down that economy for weeks and weeks in that area. Nothing was transacted. Nothing was done. So, I know you're thinking, well, yeah, he couldn't have predicted that. Exactly. He couldn't have predicted that. But when you have a deal that is elongated in time, you open up the window for more problems to, to enter that you could have never predicted. Okay, so then I explained to him that he needs to do a flat fee listing. He didn't listen to that either. Instead, he said, look, I'm working full time. And so he hired a different real estate agent. Fired the first one, put in a new one. All right, the new one is on the job for about a week. And then tragedy strikes when there's this awful, massacre shooting at a Baptist church in San Antonio. And that real estate agent, who was also a broker, by the way, unfortunately had family members that passed away in that instant. And so now all of a sudden he couldn't get the real estate agent on the phone. And since she was the broker, there was nobody else above her he could call. So that property just sat there for weeks and weeks and he had no idea what was going on. And so then we get into the holidays, which is where we are right now as I shoot this video. The house is not sold yet. He entered what I call the kiss of death in real estate. In his case, not only did he renovate himself, which he should have done, but moreover, he didn't investigate the buyer, and furthermore, he didn't drop the price low enough to instantly sell it quickly. And that's what it, the kiss of death in real estate is. If you list it too high, sometimes you get stuck and months and months and months go by. So you need to be fast. Now, I know that was specific to one deal. But it's about everything else in this business, too. When good ideas come about, you need to implement them quickly. If you don't, they'll die on the vine. The best opportunities have a really short window. you got to strike while the iron's hot. So if you want to be highly successful, you need to improve upon the speed of your implementation. No excuses, no whining, no complaining. you got to get it done and get it done faster. And when it comes to selling houses, and I mentioned that in this Kiss of Death in Real Estate, I think you're better off as a house flipper selling it for less than you should, leaving a little bit of money on the table. You're better off doing that than the alternative. And trait number seven, and that is going to be focus. This is a huge problem today. 
people are not focused. They're all over the map. They're scatterbrained. They're thinking about house flipping and about cryptocurrency and about this multi-level marketing company business that somebody told them about. And they're thinking about maybe trading stocks and they're just everywhere and they're getting nothing done. Highly successful house flippers focus on flipping houses. They're focused on this business. Now, they could be part-time. They might have a full-time job. They might be a doctor, attorney, engineer, corporate middle manager, uh, U.S. postal worker, you name it. But they also do house flipping as their one side gig. They got one side business, not three. Being focused allows you to be efficient and allows you to get things done. I see so often where people are unfocused and they, they end up doing nothing and not creating any results. And I often ask this question, what better business out there is there besides house flipping? I think it's the best small business in America. And if you've got a better one, then go, go do that. Because right now is the best time in the past 40 years to be house flipping. It's absolutely perfect. We're doing deals at a clip I never imagined in a million years. It is a complete bonanza out there right now. And this business is so good for those that want to start small and build and grow into something special. So my argument is, if it's the best you're going to get as far as a small business, and for most people it is, why not focus on it? Why not put your energies into this and not be distracted by all the, the shiny little objects that come at you? If anything, one of my skills has always been being able to stay focused and not get distracted. But for many of you, that's a huge weakness. So I want you to ask yourself this question. How do you measure up with these traits? Are you generating leads off market? Or are you calling real estate agents looking for foreclosures? Are you structuring creative terms with sellers or all you do is all cash? Are you a due diligence expert? Are you really drilling down on these deals? Or are you getting stuck about two months later because of something you should have been able to evaluate before you bought it? Are you a re renovation maestro? Are you finding yourself doing a lot of the work yourself? Are you an investigator of buyers? Do you make sure that they can get their loan? Do you drill their mortgage broker to verify that not only their credit, but they also have bank statements with no NSF fees and everything else in their loan application is locked and loaded? Or are you just leaving that up to chance? Are you fast about implementing ideas? Whether it's an idea that I share or an idea related to anything else you know about in this business or just the speed at which you do deals. Are you pricing your properties low enough so they sell quickly? Or are you the type that puts it on the market for way too high and sits on it for three extra months? And most importantly, are you focused? Are you focused on house flipping? Or do you have 10 other things that you're focused on at the same time? Because when you're able to focus, that produces power, that produces results. Again, I'm Phil Pustiowski with Freedom Mentor. If you want to learn more about how to be incredibly successful, how to be making three, five, seven hundred thousand dollars a year flipping houses, it's real, it's happening, maybe just not you yet. That's what my apprentice program is all about. That's what my team and I do. We whip people into shape. We, we teach them how to be first class money making machines. We're not about teaching you how to do your first flip. We're teaching you about how to make your first million.